Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hey guys, welcome to the Mom's Life Made Simple podcast. I am so excited about our episode today and our special guest, Brooke Snow. So Brooke, as I was telling her, she I became familiar with her work a couple years ago when she participated in a project that I did called The Purpose Project. And everyone was talking about finding their purpose. And Brooke's message was just a little bit different, which, you know, I probably, I bet she gets that a lot. I'm thinking of the line in Chosen, like get used to different. That's Brooke Snow, get used to different. (laughs) So she talked about praying a little bit differently and, and different ways that we can receive our purpose through prayer. And I just thought that was so profound. Today, we are going to talk, of, as always, when I have a guest about how to make mom life a little bit simple. But Brooke is just a perfect person to do this because as I've seen and followed her work, she really is in tune with what works for her and in tune with with heaven. And so you guys are going to learn so much from her. She's a podcaster. She's an author. Brooke, fill in any blanks for me and tell us just a little bit more about yourself. Well, thank you for that introduction. I'm excited to be here. And that was an amazing summit. So I don't know if you have replays or anything of that available, but that was an awesome topic of finding your purpose. We'll have to link to that. I haven't shared that in a while. So yes, I will put that in the show notes for sure. I remember learning so much from other presenters that you had on there. So just a shout out to that. Like you said, I'm an author, a podcaster. I'm also the founder of the Creation Coach School. And we have certified over a hundred coaches in the past year. Last year was our first year certifying. And what we focus on is living life as a creator and helping others know what the principles of creation are to help them be the creators of their life as well. So that's a large part of my focus. I'm also a meditation teacher. I've had a lot of fun in the last couple of years, really teaching Christ-centered meditation and opening up the world, especially to the Christian faith of meditation as a higher form of prayer. And not just this like totally foreign separate practice that we can kind of look at it as just, you know, that's an Eastern thing. And then I've got my Christian thing, but it's been fun to marry those two worlds together and bring the benefits of both of them. And so whether it's meditation or creation, those are two of my favorite topics to be able to talk to other people about because it's made such an impact on my own life. Yes. Okay. And I have loved learning from you about both of those things. So just a quick side note, I really love meditation in general, but as I have meditated with Brooke and really this idea of Christ centered meditation is so awesome that you don't have to, because previous to that, I would find, you know, meditation on YouTube is usually where I'm at. And it's like the universe will bring you what you want or whatever. And that doesn't resonate with me because as a Christian, as a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that's not who I look to for answers. I'm not looking to the universe. I'm looking to the savior. And so I love bringing that in and having the spirit in my meditation. So your meditations, I know at least some of them, because I do these ones can be found on the small seed 
small seeds still app. Right. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Is there anywhere else that people can go to find your meditations? That's where they're available to the public. And if people are curious about that and they would like to just try a month free, you can use my personal code to get 30 days free. And that's Brooke Snow and the number one. So B-R-O-O-K-E-S-N-O-W-1. And that'll give you 30 days free. It's all Christ-centered meditation. There's several different contributors that contribute each month. I'm one of those. And it's been awesome. There's like things for kids, there's things for adults. And just like you said, it really takes a Christian perspective. And I think really the main difference is probably the language, just like you mentioned the word universe. I think all in all, like all of God's children all around the world, we're in large part talking about the same principles. We just use different words and it will feel more comfortable if we're speaking in the language that is most comfortable for, for us. And so that's why I love the way the, the scripts for these guided meditations are created is with the Christian in mind. So using the language that we're familiar with. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about God and our faith and the Holy ghost, just those terms that just helps us to like, feel we're in a familiar place. Oh, I totally understand. This is, this is the way that I look at things. And so that helps a lot. Yeah. Okay. And I love that because those different words bring up different emotions and different feelings for us. So I love that. Okay. Let's talk about then the question that I ask all my guests, how do you make mom life simple? Okay. I love this question. I think it's really great. And just like I mentioned to you before the call started, I was actually stumped by this question as well. Like, how can you be stumped by that? It sounds really easy. How do you make mom life simple? And I just was coming up blank. Like, I don't know. And I realized I needed to simplify the question even more, which for me is just how do you make your life more simple? I think for me, I, I don't usually look at my life through the lens of motherhood, even though it's a really important role, responsibility, part of my life. I just tend to think of, my life is I'm Brooke. I do have kids. I have all these other areas of life as well. So how can I make my life easier? How can I show up as the best version of myself in mothering, in my work, in all of my interactions all together? And so that's really helped me just to simplify that, to know that we're just dealing with life. And if I'm my best, then the version of me that is a mother is going to be at her best as well. And that's what's important for me. Yes. So my simple life hack, I guess the most important thing for me to simplify life is the practice of meditation and particularly starting and ending my day in a place of stillness and being grounded. And I think the opposite of that, I know we're talking about simplicity for me, life does not feel simple when I am overwhelmed It doesn't feel simple when I've got a bunch of things running through my head. Maybe I'm feeling anxious about things on my schedule. Maybe I'm anxious about things that I'm thinking about from the day before, like things in the past or things in the future, or wanting to address certain challenges that my kids or my family are going through right now. All of that can create a lot of commotion in my mind and in my heart. And even though it might not necessarily be like things on a to-do list, anything on my list is going to feel bigger (laughs) when my mind and heart are in a frenzy. And so my most important thing for simplifying is just, I need to have 
a practice, a little ritual, a little morning protocol in which I can just quiet all of that commotion that's in, in, in my mind and in my heart. I do that through the practice of meditation. And as we talked about earlier, I, I teach a form of meditation that is Christ-centered. So I, I don't really make a distinction between like prayer and meditation anymore. Cause that's just how I pray. Mm. It's a meditative prayer experience. And, and so for me, I begin the day that way. There's a few different styles of meditation. Now, let me just clarify that really quick. Cause there's like a spectrum <laughs> and most people, when they hear meditation, they'll think of it as emptying your mind of all thoughts. And that is absolutely on one side of the scale. And I like to think of it more as like pure awareness, just being very present. That is easier for me to practice that than the very challenging, do not think anything. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to feel like a failure in about three seconds. If I like try to tell myself not to think anything, but if instead I take the approach of just, I'm being aware I'm, and I'm, I, I do it in a really sensory way. What can I hear right now? What can I smell? What am I feeling? Like, what do I see if my eyes are open? I even go into like, what can I see if my eyes are closed? Cause if you get really present, I like never see static black. If my eyes are closed, Yeah, <laughs> whole other story right there, but just that awareness, really letting go of the commentary that's in my brain. Just, can I be here in my body, in this space, in my room right now? And then moving along the scale of meditation is what I call focused attention. And that's where the use of a mantra can be really powerful. And I like to pick something that I'm personally working on. My favorite mantra of all time that I teach in my meditation course is I love and accept you and then state your first name. So I'll spend some time. I love and accept you, Brooke, and do that on repeat. And then I move into what I call cre spiritual creation meditation. And this is where I bring in visualization. I bring in affirmations. I like to create my day before it happens. And so I will sort of imagine all the different locations or activities that I might face as soon as I'm done. Maybe it's even, I'm going to have breakfast with my family, or we have an activity that we're going to I'll imagine that in my mind, I'll see it. And I'll imagine myself showing up to whatever it is as the best version of myself. What does she look like? How is she feeling? How is she interacting if, with people? What are the things that I say? What are the virtues that I can embody that will help me be my best self in that moment? So I kind of do that for the whole day. And I, it takes longer to explain it than it actually does to do it because it's just fast. You know, it's just images that are in my mind and I just go through and see that. I like to do it as a co-creative experience. So I invite the Lord to be with me during that time. And it's like, we're co-creating it together. We're spiritually creating first <laughs> before it happens, how I want to show up in this day. And does the day happen exactly as I created it? Not necessarily, <laughs> <laughs> but I've at least rehearsed it once as, you know, how I want to show up. And then there's always surprises and there's other people that put a dynamic into things that I can't always anticipate. Right. And so, but it helps me to come to each moment with a little bit more groundedness. Mm. If I, it just helps me not have the complexities that of all the stories and the commotion and to kind of be on repeat. I don't know about anyone else, but 
if I have a certain challenge, maybe it's a challenge in a relationship, maybe it's a pattern that I have of reacting to a certain trigger in a certain way. Maybe there are certain habits that are not supportive to me. If I just live over and over and over and over <laughs> that same thing, like I never get any better. And so yeah. that's why I love meditation is the time where I can actually think through what some of those unsupportive patterns or what the, some of those triggers might be. And I can actually do it in the way that I want to be doing it. Now, like I say, it may be that I still fall into the old way, but if I rehearsed the new way, <laughs> I'm at least getting practice and I get closer and closer and closer. Um, it, I mean, that's the process of change. It's line upon line here, a little and there a little, and it's the spiritual creation always happens first. So Anyway, that's like how I start my day with meditation. And I feel like that helps me to simplify my whole life because really, I mean, I'm not looking just at the to-do list of like, here are the things I need to do, but it's how do I want to show up to these things? What's the most important things that are on my list today? And it's not so much get the laundry done as it is. I need to make sure I show affection to my kids. Yeah. And this what it looks like. And I'm seeing it. It's not just get the project done at work. It's, can I have angels with me? And can I have the spirit with me to hear and to receive inspiration for what needs to be said? So like creating it in that way, rather than just looking at checking off the box. Yeah. Oh, there's so much I want to unpack in here. There's so many good things. First of all, I love this idea that you're kind of giving yourself okay, a mental pre, you know, it's a rehearsal. It's a dress rehearsal for the day of like, okay, here's how I've done it in the past today. Maybe I just want to show up a little bit differently. So what does that look like? And I think what that does then later, so you're with your kids and maybe in the past, there's been some friction or whatever, but you, you have this meditation where you're like today, I just want to show up in love when that actually happens and you're sitting with your kids and you start to get into that pattern, the old pattern, I think there's something that happens in your mind, this like trigger of like, but wait, we practiced this and this looked different. And now we've got these two almost competing scripts, right? The one that was written, the one that you've always done and the one that you did at your rehearsal this morning. Can you speak to that a little bit of how that's played out in your life? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say right now, a lot of this has to do with how the brain works. When you've re rehearsed something, or maybe a better word would be when you've repeated something so many times that it becomes the habit and it becomes second nature, it becomes part of your subconscious mind. You don't actually have to have a conscious awareness. Like your body just knows, oh, child was just being combative or they're making these really annoying sounds when this happens this is what you're supposed to do yeah <laughs> you're supposed to freak out you're supposed to get mad <laughs> you're supposed to get really annoyed like i don't even have to think about it that's just the the algorithm like the program that runs because i've repeated that experience so many times and so having a little compassion knowing that this is what we're up against is that we have scripts that have been programmed in that are so deeply learned and ingrained that like we don't, it, it just happens. It's just a response. And what we're trying to do is we want to change that response into something that's more supportive. And it's going to take some practice. It's going to actually take some conscious awareness to be able to do that. And it's going to take repetition. And so 
I am forgiving of myself when I go into those moments. Mm. And I'm like, what? I already rehearsed this. Why am I going down like this old way again? <laughs> then yeah. I just like, okay, it's all right. Just that awareness, like having the awareness is always the first step. And, and knowing too, that when I say everything's created spiritually before it's created physically, I always like to compare it to a seed. All seeds have different germination times. Like you plant your seeds and it looks like nothing is happening. Like nothing has come above ground into the, let's say physical world yet. <laughs> but if you're nourishing that, if you're watering that seed, if you're giving it time and attention, there are things happening below ground. And I call that the spiritual creation. So even if I do my meditation, I practice it the way I want. And then I get into like that real life moment and it doesn't happen that way. I'm aware, I forgive myself and I just try again. And I know that I'm still doing that spiritual nourishment. I'm still watering the seed. And eventually in time, it's going to pop above ground into the physical world. Like just knowing that there's a process here is really important. And so it's not going to be that I rehearse it in meditation. And then I go and my whole day is perfect. Like it rarely happens that way, but every, every bit of change and growth is a process. And some of it we see immediately and some of it takes more time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. I love this so much. As you were talking, I was thinking about this seed idea. Have you heard the idea of the quiver of growth? Have you heard that term before? Oh, it sounds intriguing. Tell me about yes. it. Yes. Okay. So it goes along so well with what you were just saying, because what happens is we plant the seed and the seed is this new thing that we want, but have you, if you ever watch a, and, and shout out to Ann Ferguson, who's a mentor I'm working with, who taught me this. If you watch a seed growing in sped up motion, you know how they do. And you can kind of watch it. Like you said, a lot takes place under the ground, but you can't see it happening. But right before it sprouts, it does this little quiver, it quivers, and then it sprouts. Mm -hmm. And that is what you were saying to me. What I was hearing is like, when it's under the ground, you're like, oh, is anything even happening? Should I even bother with this? Like, what's even the point? And that's that quiver. Like you have that last little opportunity to like burst forth or really it's like Satan who's like, you know, kind of quiver. It's scary. Maybe you should just forget it. Forget it. Don't let this seed grow. And you have this opportunity for a choice. And so that quiver before it grows is kind of a powerful thing because you got to write it out. So, yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's been really powerful for me because yeah, when you get that fear of like, maybe this isn't working, maybe I should forget it. Then, you know, something good is coming. I want to make sure we circle back to, I wanted to talk about co-creating with God. So your meditation practice, you've talked about, you know, you visualize, you're walking through, you're imagining your day. How do you involve God in that process? To me, it's simple. It's so simple, but I just imagine that the Lord is there with me. So I, I invite him into that experience. And I actually imagine him saying to me, what would you like to create today? Just like mm. this open invitation. And the reason I, 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 frame it up that way is because it allows me to respond in affirmations. What would you like to create today? And I'll see it and I'll say, I am present with my kids. I am noticing what they need. I am organized and doing things in the proper order. And it just, you know, it goes through and I can see how I want to show up 
but I'm affirming it, which is really powerful language. And I'm, it also invites me to be able to use virtues and virtues are how I want to show up in what I'm doing. Like I say, love and presence and joyfulness, forgiveness, open-heartedness, open-mindedness, things like that. So it's, it allows me to describe what I'm seeing with those affirmations. So that right there feels co-creative because I, I can sense, you know, I see the Lord by my side in this meditation. I'm going to skip ahead really quick to the end of the day, because I kind of do a recap. Oh, cool. <laughs> like okay. Everything in reverse. And so at the end of the day, I will actually relive my day. And I like to look for the wins that I've had, like what are three wins that I've had today? I need to celebrate progress. And then I, there are things that I want to improve. And, and the, the phrase I use is next time I will, like, what do I need mm -hmm. to change better for next time? And and this too, I imagine that the Lord is with me in this moment and I'll always, 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 as I'm like reliving the day, there is a moment or two or three <laughs> where I'm like, Oh, I could have done that yeah. a little better. <laughs> and instead of reliving it, the way it happened, instead of shaming myself for it or getting down on myself or being critical this is really important. What I do is I give it another rehearsal. And so mm -hmm. I, I relive it again, how I wish to be able to live it next time. That's why that phrase next time I will. So if I had a moment that I was really snippy with my kids, I will, I will see it. And then with the Lord, you know, I do it again, but I'm doing it the better way. So that means that everything that you know, quote unquote, is a mistake, or I didn't do well, it actually gets redeemed, because I've turned it into the way that I want to do it. And this idea of co-creation is really important in this part right here. Because there are times where, for example, I've done something a certain way so many times, and even asking myself like, oh, do it the better way. And I'm like, I don't know what the better way is. I don't even know what it looks like. Like this yeah. person has always been hard for me. <laughs> you know, like I, I've never done it the way I want to do it. And in those moments, it's especially powerful for me to say, will you show me the new way of doing it? I don't know it. Can, can you walk me through it? And so that's like this whole concept of rehearsing something or redeeming something becomes really powerful because he does know, he does know the better way. And he can show me like little fine tuning tweaks, like, okay, let's live this moment again. What would it be like if you put your phone down? What would it be like if you kept eye contact, like little things like that? What it, would it be like if you chose to take a deep breath in this moment? What would it be like if you said, I just need a few minutes and you went outside on a quick little walk? Well, and just like little tiny ideas like that. And it just helps me to give, have inspiration of what the new way is. And then once I get that, like I can start rehearsing that in the morning and then I can redeem it if it's not happening at the end of the day. <laughs> but it's a really empowering experience because that's when I feel like we're working on this together. Like God is so aware of all my patterns, all my habits, like all the things I'm working on and we're together creating line upon line, little by little, something new to the point where I can program my brain 
that that is what becomes second nature. That's what becomes the new way becomes automated. I don't even have to think about it, but I have to put in so much practice for that to happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's life right there. That to me is the definition of repentance is that it's change, it's growth, and it requires a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> and so it helps me on those like very small day-to-day details of what those patterns look like. That's what I was thinking as you're talking, that's, that's repentance, that's change, that's slow and incremental change. And I love, oh, that concept is amazing. I love that idea of redoing in your mind with him, letting him teach you. And it's, it's the opposite of what the world teaches, which is shame and, you know, never look back and you should be so ashamed that you did that wrong and you, you don't know what you're doing or whatever, but to say, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know who does. And I'm going to let him teach me and I'm right. going to do better next time. I will right. even next time we will right next yeah. time the savior and I will. So, right. Yes. And you know, like when we get, when I get to a moment where we rehearsed it together and I've already like practiced it in my mind and I know that it's coming and here's this trigger that's just happened. I actually will like sense his presence with me because mm. it was that way in, in the visualization, yeah. in the visualization he was there. And so like in the, in the physical experience, in the physical world, like I feel that presence, which is just so empowering to be able to to have that there. And I will say too, that this has changed my relationship with God for most of my life. I viewed God as somebody who was very judgmental of me and upset that I was making mistakes, you know, who, who would be so frustrated with me. Like, why can't you get this right, Brooke? <laughs> like, you know, that you should be doing this thing better. And just like this, there was a disconnect. I, I didn't look at him as you know, my loving father or my savior, or whatever. It was just, I'm supposed to be doing this on my own. It's just to be able to figure it out. I'm supposed to just know how to do things better. And by having these morning and evening moments that we spend time together going through my day, he's become not only a dear friend, but he, I know he loves me. Like he's not condemning me for the really dumb stuff I do. Like I've got... <laughs> you know, there's some patterns and I'm like, really again. And, but he doesn't judge me in those visualizations. It's like, we'll keep going. We're, we're going to keep working on this. And so that's changed my relationship with him. I no longer feel judged. I feel like he's on my side and he's my, he's my co-creator. We're on the same team. And that really can change everything about one's relationship with God. Yeah. Oh, everything you've shared. I just, I love this so much. I love the things that you teach. I love, you know, we talk about making mom life, or as you pointed out, just making life in general simpler. And it starts with, it starts with what we're thinking. It starts with our mind. You mentioned overwhelm and kind of this difference between overwhelm and stillness and groundedness. And I think that for people who are thinking like, well, meditation, I've got all these things to do. I want to just highlight something you said at the beginning, which is our minds make those things bigger. That's what overwhelm is. It's a process of the mind making the things that we need to do bigger. And what you're talking about is reducing those things to their proper place, making them as small as they need to be so that we can 
show up the way we want to. So, so many good things that you have shared. I would love for you to tell people where they can find you. I have a podcast on iTunes. It's the Brooke Snow podcast. I am also on Instagram. I am Brooke Snow is my Instagram handle. And I've got a website, brooksnow.com. Also have our creation coach school program. And that website is thecreationcoachschool.com. All those places. They're great places. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) And I highly recommend all of them. So good. You will find tons of great resources there. Any final thoughts that you want to share with us on keeping life simple? I would just reiterate what you said at the very end, you know, that it, a lot of it is our mind. And one quick analogy I'd give to that. I actually got this from, I think it's called the now habit by Neil Fiore. He's talking about procrastination, Mm. but he says when we procrastinate, it's similar to For example, if I were to ask you to walk across a plank that's lying on the ground, it's like two foot wide piece of wood, 20 feet long. It's on the grass. Can you walk across it? Piece of cake. I got this. I'm like, no problem. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But he says what happens with procrastination is that we'll elevate it in our mind. So all of a sudden that two foot wide plank is now elevated between two high rise buildings in the city. And like, so are you going to walk across that? I'm like, no way am I going to walk across that? That's like too big, too scary. And all really that's happened is that we've just elevated it in our mind. Like it's the same size, but we've like just made it so much higher and bigger. And I think we do the same thing with our overwhelm and with our challenges and problems. And so when we talk about meditation being a place and a, a practice that can ground us, it's like, it literally will take that plank and it'll bring it back down to the ground. You still have the same amount of things on your to-do list, but it's like when you're grounded, you're just walking across the plank. Like those things haven't been elevated or blown out of proportion to the point that they feel overwhelming and too big to be able to handle. And so as small as it is, and, and literally it's small, like I don't spend my meditation time. I'm, I've meditated for a long time and I teach meditation. It's totally my thing. So I might meditate longer than most people, but like 10 minutes, 10 minutes in the morning, it's even less for me at night. Cause I'm tired. It's probably three to five minutes, but all the things that I described happen in a small amount of time, but it makes the rest of the day feel like there's more time because that plank has been lowered. Everything is in its like proper portionate size. And I'm able to approach life in a much easier and manageable, peaceful grounded way. Oh, perfect. I love it. Thank you so much, Brooke. I appreciate you being here. It's been so good. And there have been so many just powerful, powerful takeaways. So thank you for the work that you're doing. It's awesome. Thank you for having me. I'd love to talk about all this stuff. (laughs) Yes, I know. I feel like I could talk all day about this. Thank you again. And thank you everyone for listening to mom's life made simple. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsen.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.